Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. to Morning Footy presented by Degree. It won't let you down. It's good to have you with us this morning. I'm Poppy Miller here with Chris Whittingham, Charlie Davies and Nigel Ria Coca. Weren't you just here like four hours ago? Night. Four. It was. <laughs> how like how many hours have you had of sleep, really? It doesn't matter. I'm here because I love you guys. I Aww. love You're a real trooper. You know that, Chuck? Thank you. I appreciate that. Two hours? Yeah. Three hours? Four Two hours? Two hours of sleep. Wow. Was it worth it, though? Yes. It was epic, Absolutely. I can't wait to talk about it today. <laughs> U.S. Open Cup it lived up to the expectations, the hype. Actually, we, we got a, a great final. Probably couldn't have had a better final considering the, the circumstances. Yeah. I don't think uh, many ruled into Miami out at any point in that game. But, Chris, when the game was winding down, there was only seconds left on the clock at one point. What were you feeling? Did you feel like there's still a way back in this, the magic of Messi? I, I did, yeah. I, I, for me, it felt that Cincinnati had put all the subs on to defend the lead. And, yeah, they had a few chances. We'll break them down later. But I just felt like Miami were under were able to put Cincinnati under a considerable amount of pressure as the game was moving into stoppage time. They were creating chances. And you go back to that Dallas game in League's Cup, when they were 4-2 down, they get the free kick late to make it 4-4. You just don't feel like this Miami team is ever dead. You feel like they always are going to have a chance. And that's the complete flipping mentality that seven games, eight games of Lionel Messi has created. It's now they are the juggernaut. They are the team that takes beating. They're like the Manchester United of the Sir Alex Ferguson days where you have to beat them until the very last second or else... Messi might happen to you. Poppy, I bet you any money Chris was getting ready to take off his Miami jump and he was wearing a <laughs> towel, about to throw it down on the ground. But then again, they've got Lionel Messi. It's that simple. But Cincinnati deserve credit. They were the better type. They were the better team for me throughout that game. But when you have Lionel Messi in your team, you always have a chance. It's about football education, being able to see out a game. And also now, what teams have to understand is when you're facing this into Miami side, when you get opportunities... You have to be clinical. You have to take your chances. Because if you don't take your chances, the longer the game goes on, Lionel Messi will do what Lionel Messi's done his entire career and produce a brilliant, magical moment. I will just add that in terms of preparation, FC Cincinnati came in with the right game plan. 
the right tactics, the right mentality, yeah. the right player selection. Everything was on point. And for Tata Martino, he was experimenting, giving players a, a chance to come in and, and make a mark. Different formation. And it backfired. But the tactical in-game adjustments yeah. is that what you pay for when you get a Tata yeah. Martino. Yeah. I, I to bring the squad, to make them come alive. And FC Cincinnati, given that the, the lead that they had, it was almost like they relied on it too early. And they went to that defensive mindset too early against the, against the Miami because they were still ripe for the taking. And, man, it's I think for Pat Nooney, he's going to look at himself in the mirror and be like, they were so close, weren't they? They and were so close, but I wouldn't even say they really went to a defensive mindset for me in Cincinnati. Because again, as the game went on, Santos had some great chances. And it's about the fine margins of the game. You've got to be clinical and you have to be precise. In the final third, making the right decisions. Because there were some real good counter-attacking situations. They just didn't capitalise on it. They could have put that game to bed and put Miami to the sword. But like you said at Tata Martinez, I give him credit. That's what top managers do. He's watching the game makes the right substitutions. And um, as always, it was, I think for me, the, the best one was um, <laughs> Joseph Martinez. So many names you've got to remember these days. <laughs> well, Martinez coming Martinez. on and take scoring that goal yeah. is, is a thing for me. I that thought it was a big Martinez. joke. It would have been funny, yeah, with all that, yeah, it's, um, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's number 10 yeah. for my yeah. He's yeah. quite good, isn't he? Hold on there. Uh, <laughs> I know what No, but uh, what, you know, you talk about the, the counterattack opportunities that Cincinnati had. But kill the game. Yeah, yeah. Kill it off. Go to the corner. Time wasting. That's where it comes yeah, into the equation. Because they were still trying equation. to score late in the game, weren't they? But, Even when they, they had the advantage. But, Let's just yes. take a look at go some ahead. of the highlights because we've got so many of them to get through. It was absolute madness at the end. Uh, Cincinnati, though, Chris, off to a fantastic start. Acosta, who was one of the players to watch coming into this game, had the first. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird goal, though, wasn't it? It wasn't necessary. Obviously, the movement and getting into that position was fantastic, but he gets into that position and just hits it off of Kamal Miller into that bottom corner. And then for 2-0, Charlie, this is some finish for Brandon Vasquez. It, this is where Brandon Vasquez has really developed, being able to score outside the box. But then Leo Campana comes to life because of Lionel Messi. Look how he's able to scan. He's already taken a look. He sees off the back post. Campana reads it, guides it home. You have to mark your players. Close down Messi. You have to close down Messi. And again, we talked about Martinez coming on, and that is a fantastic finish by Jose Martinez. Great run. Put, put into Miami in the lead. And then for me, Cincinnati were in a place where they had taken off Vasquez, they had taken off Acosta. I wonder how they're going to get back into the game. Uh, Fantastic finish from Kubo, but this take from Haglin, your fifth taker, has got to be better. Calendar, another big penalty shootout save, and then Kramaski to win it. So Kramaski comes in, just like Joseph Martinez, impact substitutes. Kramaski comes in, gives the assist to Joseph Martinez to yep. take that 3-2 lead, and then nails the penalty. This teenager has grown considerably this past year. Think about it. I mean, he was playing in the academy prior to this season. Now he's taking steps, taking steps. It felt like there was a little bit of a stall before uh, Tata Martino took over and Lionel Messi came, and now he picks, he picks right back up, and he's, he's continuing to evolve but as, the, as a midfielder. The thing with that is when you get someone like Lionel Messi, this is what you're going to have. The young players can be influenced. He's 18 years old. That's what you want. You need a player like Lionel Messi. They can see how he applies himself day-to-day -day in training. Watch him and learn his movement, his positioning. That's how you're going to develop. It was always going to be the senior players that probably wouldn't be as influenced by Lionel Messi in the sense because, you know, when you get to a certain age in football, you're kind of stuck in your way. You know, you've got your own kind of egos. The best thing about bringing Lionel Messi to Inter Miami, the best 
products and prospects in your academy, that is what you want to bring them through now so they can be influenced by one of the best, learn the game, the tactical elements of the game and how they can develop to become even better players. And just to build off that, if you're a young footballer and you're watching Inter Miami right now and let's say you're a parent, you're a coach, look at the forward passes. They're not playing the safe passes. They're not saying, oh, I'm going to play wide because it's an easy ball. It's always playing into the tight spaces. And for, for a player like ben, Benjamin Kramaski, he's learning how to receive in those tight spaces, how to play out, how to maneuver. That is the evolution of the game for youngsters in this country. Mm -hmm. To play, don't be afraid to play into those areas. Play to your feet and move. The movement was phenomenal. And that was the difference when Tata Martino shifted. And it took him in, uh, 15 minutes into the second half to make those tactical changes. And he's like, I've seen enough now. And then you start to see yeah. movement in the attacking third. We didn't see that up until that point because Cincinnati had closed off the passing lanes, had, had put pressure once Inter-Miami came ab about 50 yards from goal. And that, that's the creativity that you like to see from but this Inter-Miami side. For me, side. when you say that, it, that falls down to coaching and managers. That, that's, it's just that simple. Managers and coaches have the responsibility in how your team plays, the style of play, everything that falls on your lap. You could coach teams to play forward, play that forward pass, not be scared, and players to be more comfortable on the ball, keeping possession. But let's be real. They have Lionel Messi, they've got Busquets, they've got Alba. You know, they're reading the game as it's going on. And I always talk about football intelligence. Yes, you've got natural ability, but there's an element of thinking of the game. One of the greats to play the game would say before, Football is 80% your brain, and that was Zinedine Zidane. Because as the game is going on, you're looking at players. And if you watch Lionel Messi play, half the time in the game, he's literally walking. He's walking, he's looking around. Maybe more he's than watching. half. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> you could have watched but, on the star camp. He, he's, and probably it's all exactly. scouting of the game because you're looking at players, you're watching your opposition players when they get the ball, the habits, because they'll show their habits in the first minute of a game. You'll see how players' habits are, and then you start to see how I can manipulate that player, the positions I take. Is he going to come out here? If he comes out here because he's so worried and nervous about me, you can just play a simple ball mm. around the corner. That sort of football intelligence side of the game, and a lot of that you can do with just watching back the games on video. But with, with Messi, I think one of the things that he does as well is he's always pointing out where players should take up positions. But obviously, these crosses are sensational. You have to give a lot of credit for me as well to Campana, who's at times struggled, had the big miss in the final against Nashville in the dying stages of that one. But a player who has been Look, not as preferred as, as, as Joseph Martinez, he comes on and these passes are fantastic. They're yeah, but Chris, look at this, look at this last one. Because if you watch this second assist again, we're going to talk about it. Messi takes two glances over his shoulder. And again, Messi's Early. been there not so long. He knows how good Campano is in the air. Like, that's just, okay, he's good in the air. I've got the ability to find him. All he does is takes a glance, he looks, he takes two touch, looks over and just puts it into the space. He doesn't even try to find Campano. He puts it into the space and Campano attacks the ball. Well, uh, even though it was so good for Miami last night, the feel like there was definitely periods of the match where they looked tired, didn't they? This oh, yeah. Miami team looked tired. Yeah. Tata Martino was forced to make changes. But... I feel like there's so much to be said, Chuck, with the mentality of the team when you've got someone like Messi or Sergio Busquets that, that can produce those moments of magic because you saw it from everybody on the pitch. They just wanted to get him the ball. And it changes everything when you have someone like that, doesn't well, it? Well, it's not only getting him the ball, Poppy. It's, it's the movement around him. Because if everyone's standing or no one's in front of him, then Messi picks his head up or a lot in the first half and he was like this. He's got no one there. there there's no one there. Yeah. But if you, you looked at the tactics 
in the player selection, Jean Mota comes in. Tomas Avilas comes in for his first appearance with Inter Miami. So not only are you playing with a back three, but you're introducing new players. So the dynamic is completely off. Robert Taylor, who's been sensational as a left winger, was playing right back. Yeah. Noah Allen comes in, was playing center back. And he showed his pace. I mean, he had some big recovery runs. He had some important plays as a center back, which I was my mind was blown that Tata Martino is experimenting, seeing what he's got, and he's, he's showing that this team has depth. And David Ruiz is a player that I've always fancied, seeing his, his, his fearlessness in the midfield. Tough ball tackler, ball winner. But now you're starting to see him being more in advanced positions, and he came to life bringing some energy to the game. So I love what the substitutes did for Inter Miami, but they're young. Noah Allen, Benjamin Kramaski, David Ruiz. This, this shows that this Inter Miami side has something left in the future as well. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just centered around Busquets, Messi, and Alba, but man, Listen, some as, building blocks. As great as Inter Miami, well, as great as Messi was, <laughs> let's be real, Cincinnati threw that game away. You know, and again, I want to mm -hmm. give credit to Cincinnati. I, I thought they were absolutely brilliant. I didn't think they looked like fanboys coming up against Messi. No. I think the respect was there. Tactically, it was there. But again, it's, it's the learning of football. This is what you need. When you play against these top 1%, you don't celebrate till the final whistle goes. Whenever a player like Lionel Messi or one of the top, you know, 1% of footballers get the ball in your final third, you have to close them down. You have to get his head down. You cannot let him pick up his head. Like you said, the system in Inter Miami's work around Messi. Let him get the ball, make the runs, he will find you. And that's all he did. And, and to build off that, Everyone was tired for FC Cincinnati because of, of the work that they put in. You saw guys going down with cramps. And it's at that moment where you give Messi too much space. Yeah. Because you, you settle back into a low block. You're saying, okay, we're good. We've got, we've got numbers, but no pressure to the ball. And you pay the price, especially against a player like Messi. And, and you look at that night. It's hot. It's 103 minutes. And you have to give every bit of your focus, every bit of your mentality, and you can understand the slippage for just a moment. It's an impossible standard, and that's what, in some ways, the mental advantage that Miami has going into every game, because you know at some point, they can't give all of their attention to Lionel Messi you know all the time. How'd you know it was hot? Because there was hydration breaks. In <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was the, the inter-Miami jump he was wearing in the ball. Okay, see, Everyone's wearing Trey Cordero was covered in sweat. Nico was like... <laughs> what was he like? <laughs> I think I just saw buckets dropping off uh, Dre and Ray, but they did yeah. so well. And how epic was that commentary as well, by the way? We're going to talk much more about this game and the other game as well between Houston Dynamo and RSL. But stay with us. Jenny has the day's headlines after the break here on Morning Footy. Well, everybody wanted to watch Leo Messi play last night, and so that means that the Golasso Network had a couple of new viewers, including Brian. Uh, Leo Messi made me sign into something called the Golasso Network. Welcome, Brian. You gave him a shout-out, right? <laughs> yeah, I gave Brian a shout-out. Appreciate that, because that's what this is about, opening people's eyes and saying, hey, there's a, a, a new network out there for you to consume not only Messi, but world football right here. And he said he's a Golasso fluence, Golasso Goal influencer. I like it. <laughs> Do we have anything I've, I've, been, I've been working on this all morning, and I've not, I've not been able to work out the Golasso plus the influencer. I but have, I have someone, faith in you. Okay, I'll, I'll keep working during okay. the commercial breaks. I'm just gonna have a go working 
all the all the languages figuring out the way to get this done. I love how he said, "Send me to the final." Hey, it's worth an ask, Brian. You never know <laughs> here. You could be at the final as our Golasso influencer. Let's see, Jenny. What do you think? Any ideas for the Golinsula? Okay, tell me what you. Say one more time. Golinsulinser. Okay, ready. Golasso This is what I just thought of on the spot. Asulfur. Who? Asopher. Asopher. That sounds like something else. Asopher. <laughs> Are you trying to say, is that Lucifer's cousin or? Like, <laughs> golazo, aso, and then yeah. influencer. Yeah, we'll, we're Her. still working on it. Asopher. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a no. Okay, I tried. No, I tried. I, I respect that. Footy fluencer. Footy, that's good. Oh, there we that's go. Footy in, I don't know. Okay, yeah, it's a we'll difficult get there. one. We'll get there. Try we'll say it out loud if you're watching from home. It's harder than it, <laughs> than it sounds. <laughs> go on, Jenny, what have you got for us with the headlines? Poppy, the backlash aimed at Spanish Federation President Luis Rubiales after his embarrassing actions at the World Cup final has continued to grow. And now the player at the center of the controversy has spoken out against the under-fire Federation boss. Spain World Cup star Jenny Hermoso has issued a statement through the Spain Players Union demanding that action be taken against Rubiales for kissing her at the World Cup final medal ceremony and for inappropriate comments in the Spain team's locker room after the final. The statement issued by the Players Union read in part, quote, we express our firm and resounding condemnation of behaviors that violate the dignity of women. Spain government officials have also spoken out, stating that if the Soccer Federation doesn't punish Rubiales, the government would take action. In England, Manchester City has bid farewell to a handful of players from their treble-winning side, but City has succeeded in keeping one of their key players in Bernardo Silva. The Portuguese midfielder has signed a contract extension that will keep him at the club until 2026. Silva signed with the Premier League champions in the summer of 2017 and has won 12 major trophies in six seasons and will be key to helping City deal with the long-term absence of injured star Kevin De Bruyne. In transfer news, another Argentina World Cup winner is on the move. Gonzalo Montiel has completed a loan move to Nottingham Forest. Poppy is cheering right now, leaving Sevilla after winning the Europa League title last season. Montiel scored the game-winning penalty kick in the World Cup final and joins Forest on a loan with an option to buy. We go from the Premier League to Italy, where a star is reportedly set to leave Serie A. Leonardo Bonucci has spent his entire storied career playing in his native Italy, but the Euro 2020 hero is reportedly set to embark on a new challenge. According to multiple reports, Bonucci is nearing the completion of a free transfer to Bundesliga side Union Berlin. The 36-year-old left Juventus on a free transfer and will now join an Union side that is playing in the Champions League for the first time. The Saudi Pro League has made a staggering number of big money signings this summer, but their latest addition is one that should have European giants taking notice. According to multiple reports, Saudi giants Al-Ali are finalizing a transfer for Celta Vigo star midfielder Gabri Vega, a player who was known, who was on the verge of joining Serie A champions Napoli just days ago. Celta Vigo manager Rafa Benitez confirmed the looming move for the 21-year-old Spanish midfielder, a transfer worth a reported $43 million. Nigel stars in their 30s like Ronaldo, Benzema, Neymar <coughs> leaving to Saudi Arabia is one thing, but now a young star like Vega. Does that signal that young stars and, and talent in Europe will now start moving to Saudi Arabia as well? That there is an absolute statement signing. 21 years old, already one of the hottest prospects in European football, turning down Italian champions Napoli and Champions League football to go to Saudi Arabia. That there is a statement signing. That is going to be a start of the world of football changing as we know it now. I think that you need that one statement signing. 21 years old, turning down, again, Champions League football, Italian champions Napoli to go to Saudi Arabia. This is the start of something big. You know, the Saudi Arabia League is going to keep going. And I know people keep saying about age. 
I'm not someone that really looks at the age. I look at the player and what he produces. You know, I'm old school, like Charlie. We go and watch and see <laughs> what we see. So they talk about age. If age was such a factor, you wouldn't have the likes of, like, Ashley Young and James Milner still in their, like, 38, 39, still playing in the Premier League at the highest level and doing what they do. So for some of these players still going in their 30s to Saudi Arabia, they still have a lot to offer. But for me, when you sign a player this young, young players will be paying attention to that. And that is going to be the start of other things to come. Well, the young players will be paying attention to it because their, their bank account is only going to grow massively. And that's what's going to lure you away from playing Champions League football or, or joining a club like Napoli is how much money is, is the line? What's, the, what's, what's that line that's going to make me say, you know what, I'm going to put away my aspirations of playing Champions League, playing in a World Cup for Spain? Because I think... What it comes down to is if I make this move to Saudi Arabia and I perform, is that going to be enough to get me on the national team? Because if they're not selected because they're playing in a league like Saudi Arabia, then you're not going to see youngsters go there. So that, I think that's what we should all keep an eye on is if Gabri Vega goes to Saudi Arabia and still scores goals and produces, but that call up for Spain and that influence with Spain doesn't come, then you're not going to see those youngsters make that move. I, I, I disagree, Charlie. I think for me, again, it's the growing aspect of the league. Because I, I remember when, when I was coming through younger playing in the Premier League, the Premier League was frowned upon. It was still looked as typical English football. They just kick it long. And that just wasn't Poppy's team, Forest. But anyway, <laughs> we just kick it <laughs> long. There's no style. There. And it was an influx of foreign players that came to really start to spice up the Premier League. Then that brought a lot of eyes internationally to why the Premier League is where it's at now. So you have to start somewhere. Doing that, 21 years old, reportedly he's going to be paid five to six times more than Napoli offered him. Once uh, they develop... Yeah. Wait, wait, but once, wait, I know. You but just, once they you develop, just answered the question. Once they develop that league and start competing, the and then also now with the new World Club Championship format, they're going to be involved in it. And some of the architects who are behind this whole Saudi league were very influential people in the Premier League in big clubs and saw how to develop a league. So I just think, for me, this is a massive mm -hmm. statement signing. But, that, but that's, the, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Because the Saudi league has to be a destination where you can achieve some kind of football aims. There has to be some kind of tradition significance to achieving things in the Saudi league or in the Asian Champions League as a result of going there. Because otherwise, what is the point? What is the end game? Ultimately, every player right now and in any part of the world, in South America, North America, Europe, Asia, they want to go play in the Champions League. That's the end game. And so if you're just going to stagnate playing in the Saudi Arabian League where people won't necessarily recognize your achievements, then what even is the point of yeah, going there yeah, other than to make a bunch of money? Game? What is the end game yeah, then for these players? But this is the point. Though. It, it's change. And I think we're, we're, right. some people are just not comfortable with change because the Champions League was the champion, but it wasn't still the biggest competition. I remember living in Europe and it was the Copa Libertadores was the time it right. was dominating with big historic clubs like Boca, uh, Racing, all these clubs. That was what everyone was watching, the Copa Libertadores, until, again, the Champions League grew mm -hmm. in influence, it grew financially, and it grew do in you think appeal. A, do you think a signing like this will make other young players, Chuck, that are looking at Saudi Arabia as in, I don't really want to be the player to make the move? Do you think looking at a player like Gabby Vega go over there, they're thinking, OK, well, if he's going, maybe, maybe I'll go too? Well, yeah. it, it, no, I mean, it comes down to, to circumstance. What, what options did Gabri Vega have 
did. Well, he had a Napoli. lot of them top. Yeah. Napoli yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm saying sure for, for Gabby Vega, it came at the end of the transfer window, and Napoli comes in. Now, you look at the salary, you look at the influence, and he's getting paid reportedly six times more. It's probably more than that. And so what I think of youth looking at this league, they say, it, what's the worst case scenario? I go there for two years, I make 10 times what I would have made if I go anywhere else, and I, I leave that league, and I'm gonna have opportunities to come back into a, another European club and work my way up, but I'm safe financially. So this is just the start, you think, of this younger is, players is, going over to Saudi Arabia now in their prime. I'll just leave yes, it like this. There, there's gonna be more, for sure. This is the foundation. I wouldn't write them off, because I look at what Saudi owned Newcastle are doing and how they've gone about building Newcastle to make them the form that they are as a football club. I would say that this is just the start of the league and they know exactly what they're doing and how they're going about but it. But my, okay. my counterpoint would be Live Golf. I think Live Golf is one where it was very clear that they didn't really have an end game for how their competition was going to be bigger than the PGA Tour. It's all fine and well going and getting golfers, getting players. They made a bunch of signings in the last nine months, but how are you going to actually make your thing significant and make people care about it? Because right now, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not waking up on a Saturday morning to watch the Saudi League. I'm just not. Ultimately, the interest is in the Premier League, in the Champions League, in La Liga, in the big five European leagues. But I suppose how how it, do you create isn't the interest? That, isn't that the first step, getting all these stars, and then the interest comes a bit like with Live golf, okay, everybody in the end is going to wake up and watch wherever the best players in the world are playing. But yeah. I don't think people ended up watching Live Golf. They merged with the PGA Tour because there was no interest in but Live they Golf. they would have, right? They I don't know. I don't know because no? I don't know. These, this organization does not have a pedigree in creating interest in their sporting organizations. They have to try and create something out of nothing, without any tradition, without really a base of people in the world writ large that are interested in this thing. So yeah, there are a bunch of players and we'll see a bunch of highlights and it'll be cool, but I don't have a context for it. I don't have a context for why one club is better than the other club, what the traditions are, or why this even matters. But it's so new, isn't it? I think that's the right. other thing we have to think about is that, I mean, last year, did anyone even know one single team in the Saudi did, Pro League? Did, because did I anyone didn't. forget about the Chinese Super League? Yeah. How much money was being thrown and how many players went over? And people were saying when uh, Chelsea's Lucas went over, um, he was... Oh, Oscar, yeah. Oscar, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oscar, he was 26, mm -hmm. seven? Yeah. And he was still getting Brazil call-ups, to be fair. Yeah, okay. And then what happened? Right, and all, they, they got bored. Let's see what happens. Uh, coming up after the break, they were going to talk about the other Open Cup semi-final match from last night, the Houston Dynamo with a win over RSL. The highlights are on the way next. Cincinnati, the top team in MLS, against Inter-Miami, the hottest team in American soccer. Here comes Cincinnati, it's Brandon Vasquez! Vasquez has doubled the lead! The madness of Messi arrives! We are going into extra time! This is the summer blockbuster that we all came to see. Penalties it is. It's Hagelin, denied! Kravaski! It is a fairy tale in pink! What a night 
it was in Cincinnati. Even if you're not a football fan, I'm convinced that you were entertained watching that game. Into Miami now will take on at the Houston Dynamo in the Open Cup final September 27th on Paramount Plus. We cannot wait. Uh, given how epic both of the games were uh, last night. Both needing extra time. Cincinnati, as we mentioned earlier in the show, very unlucky. They didn't put away their chances in the end, but for a large portion of the game, things were going really well for them. Chuck, they were 2-0 up. Uh, Lucho Acosta was one of the players you highlighted going into the game. What did you make of his, his influence on the match? Lucho was phenomenal. And, and not just in the attacking phase of the game, Defensively, he was helping out. You saw what Lucho Acosta, right here, blocking passing lanes. He sees Messi trying to find the ball. Nope, you're not playing that, Busquets. Breaking up plays, and then in the attacking, again, this is him defending, working, hounding Busquets. Even if it's a foul, stopping the play. We saw Lucho commit many fouls in the, in, throughout this game, just preventing into Miami from getting into a rhythm. He was working so hard for the team. And what I loved about Lucho Acosta is this is where he's so dangerous. Hiding out on the wide areas, gets on the ball, and then he comes inside. And this is how the goal comes. Just look at his movement. Beep, beep. Kamal Miller doesn't make the challenge. He's scared to, to, because he knows Lucho Acosta is so shifty that he can cut inside. Wasn't, wasn't going to commit fully, and he gets the goal. Lucho is so, so impressive for FC Cincinnati. He is the leading MVP candidate so far this season because of his influence off the ball, on the ball. But we saw a defensive performance from him as well last night. I just want to know first, did he make the beep-beep sound when he did the run? (laughs) Listen, I think it's great, but this is because they played into Miami. Lucho Costa would not normally do that kind of work off the ball, which makes sense because you have to be smart. Hold on, you have to be smart about it. When you're playing against Busquets, you're number 10, has to do the other side of the ball. You have to put pressure on Busquets. We saw him do it a few times so he doesn't have time on the ball. That's good coaching. That's common sense, a manager who knows what he's doing. Yes. But against other teams, you won't see him putting that We're not talking about other teams. No, I know. That was We're talking about yesterday. his performance. But you said he's, for me, Hani Mukta is the leading MVP of the league this season for consistency, for what he's doing at Nashville. Mm-hmm. I understand it's his now topic, but Hani Mukta's <laughs> been doing it for the past, what, three years I don't, now, you I don't say? care about no three years. Hani Mukhtar is phenomenal. And I'm not taking any credit, credit away from him and what he's done this year. But MVP goes to the best player, the most influential player on the best team in the league, and that's FC Cincinnati. And the reason they're, why they're so good, Brennan Vasquez, who scored goals for fun last season with him and Brenner, has only four goals this year. It's because Lucho Acosta is picking up the slack. And you could say the ups and downs of a season and are you getting the transfer that you hope for? Are you getting the national team call-ups that you, that you want and, and you're, you feel like you've deserved? Regardless, Lucho Acosta has been so consistent this year. And that's why he's the MVP, leading he front, front runner right now. He's not. He's do you think Messi well, will but... be MB- MVP? If they make Ooh, a run. Oh, Poppy had to do it, didn't she? She had to throw that in there. <laughs> I mean, he, he, would, he, would, have to, he would have to two, explode. He would have to explode. Two pieces of silverware yeah. and oh, then yeah. to get messed up. Charlie and I have I would still say Hani Mukta <laughs> is number one, but I would not be surprised if Lionel Messi comes and wins MVP. It, it is the MLS MVP. <laughs> like, it is, it is the does. MLS MVP, though. Like he is, and it's funny, he's yet to play an MLS game. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is remarkable, considering he, how already, much conversation there has been. Second, he's already like third running or fourth running. <laughs> this is the thing. Inter-Miami can't tie games. 
Uh, you can't no. win in penalty kicks, right? And so if teams defend and, and do what FC Cincinnati did, do what Nashville mm -hmm. did, Dallas, those points aren't going to get them into the playoffs. And the thing they is, need to there's win not that games. intensity of a knockout game coming up now in the regular season. So let's see how he does when he actually plays a league match. The highlights, though, from the other game that we saw... It took extra time to separate these two teams as well. In the stroke of half time, the first goal came from Hector Herrera. And no surprise that Coco Carasquilla involved in the build-up. Nice cross in the area there from Quinones. Puts Real Salt Lake under pressure. Nice little dinged passes. And I think Herrera's finish was a dinged pass as well into the bottom corner. Beyond that defense after the keeper, McMath, had come off his line. Houston 1-0. And then the substitute here, Anderson Julio. Look at the timing. Boom! What a snap header at the near post. It's a phenomenal finish from the substitute. But Salt Lake were just on the back foot throughout the whole match. It was, it was very ugly because they couldn't compete, complete passes. And Coco Carasquilla was just phenomenal. What a talent Houston Dynamo have in, in the Panamanian International. Will yeah. they hold on to him? That's the big question. Yeah, they'll be desperate to through the end of the window. And then, oh. just for good measure, uh, challenges coming in late in this game. A red card coming from Brian Veros, a second yellow card getting in the face there. There's some fairly ugly scenes. And then they, uh, the and AR overturned it That's and gave him a straight red for Bailon. Right. There's no need for that. I, I get the frustration. Don't. <laughs> Don't try and smash my man Luis Caicedo. Oh, it's because he's your man, right? Don't try and smash him. But, <laughs> hey, uh, regardless, but hey, yeah. Luis Caicedo is just a, a top, a top lad off it's the field. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> just always smiling, great personality, um, and, and look. That was frustration. That was just pure frustration. And if you look at the goals again, it, it's not, it's not what we're used to seeing from Real Salt Lake. Trying to play out the back, being so sloppy. You know, the game's gone past them and the weeks, the, the two weeks break hasn't helped. Mm. You know, it, it takes, it's so hard to get back into that form. Houston at home and Houston having the luxury of playing still football, playing consistent football. And you can see the advantage shown. And hey. coming in off a big win as well, Houston. And then for RSL to play in that heat after not playing for two weeks. And without Pablo Ruiz, who's so key in that midfield. And I think we kind of saw the lack of control that Real Salt Lake have in their game without the Argentine in the middle. Mm -hmm. I thought Houston, that, that goal from Real Salt Lake, for me, came against a run of play. I thought Houston were well dominant in this game and were unlucky to go to extra time. See, that's the difference between the two games. Houston were the better side and managed to put Real Salt Lake to the sword. They continued to be the better side and, and see that game out. And again, the, the biggest thing for me, I said it before, as well as Calasquilla has done, the biggest influence at Houston is Hector Herrera. Mm -hmm. It's different as a manager when you can tell your team what to do, set them up in the formation. But when you have a Hector Herrera who's performing like a, a DP, he's doing both sides of the work. He manages the game on the field for you with his experience and the character that he is. Because he's not just a leader, as we say, Poppy, by just mm -hmm. having an armband saying, I'm the captain of the team. No, he leads by example and leads with his experience. And he's very similar to like the man who's more freedom Diego's this year. And, and I give a ton of credit to Ben Olsen, yes. who's come into this, to this team and said, you know what? We need to get Hector Herrera higher up the field. We need to have him more involved. And Artur was a big signing, and Pat yeah. Onset is a GM, so he had him at, at Columbus Crew. So the midfield is what gets this team to, to be playing it's so well, strength. especially at home. They're 8 2 and 2 at home. They are so dominant when they play at home. On the road, though, one yeah. win. Eight losses, three draws. And how do you see them doing against Miami in the final? It's, it's going to be difficult. Right. But given that they have Arthur, Hector Herrera, Ache Ache, and Coco Karski in the midfield, 
they're going to have a chance in this game because they can control the midfield with that Will they be able trio. to control the midfield, though, do you think, against Inter-Miami's midfield? Well, I think we showed in, in Charlie's breakdown of Lucho Acosta, the most important thing is getting a human being in between Sergio Busquets and Lionel Messi because that's the combination that is so deadly for Miami. And so I think with that three-man midfield, they'll absolutely be able to do that. That's job number one in the game. But then what's your platform from there? Because you have to imagine that Ben Olsen, away from home, will set his team up to be defensive. That's what he does. But the question is now, can you find a way to hit Miami on the break or close out their chance, especially for a Miami team that have been so brilliant at home? These last few games where they've struggled, they've been on the road. It's been in Philly. It's been in Nashville. It's been in Cincinnati at Dry Pink Stadium, which, by the way, is where the final will be held. There was some conversation about it maybe being at Hard Rock Stadium, the NFL stadium in Miami. It's going to be a Dry Pink. They're comfortable there. They score goals for fun there. It's going to be a really difficult ask. Of and I'll just team. add. They were just too wasteful in this game. Yeah. You said they, they, they put them away. But in they extra time. They should have put them away 4-5-1. They had so many opportunities, but they're wasteful. You can't do that against mm-hmm. Inter-Miami. You have to finish Anyone those Anyone giving Houston a chance in the final? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll give okay. them a chance. Oh, you're going to have them to win then, sorry. No, I'm not going to have them okay. win. Okay, Nigel. <laughs> I'll give them a chance, yeah. Their yeah. midfield is to really win, strong. Though. And I think, again, it's, it's like, what is it? Athletic she said they're going to win, though. You picked them to win. I'll pick them, them to win. win, yeah. Okay, all right, nice. Respect. <laughs> all right, guess who joins, joins us after the break? Our very own Nico Cantor, who even delayed his flight so he could join us here on Morning Footy from Cincinnati. Stay with us. We'll be right back here with Nico next. <laughs> 